Okay, thank you so much for joining us on a brand new episode of 420 Grams. Bhai, first and foremost, because of the times we're living in and jo bahar abhi sthiti hai, before we start talking football and, you know, start taking pot shots at whoever we want to take pot shots at, not AIFF. But I just hope everyone is good. Hope everyone is safe in their homes. Hope all your loved ones are safe. And we hope that you all are being able to face this pandemic. And we hope all of you are... Um, how do I put it? All of you are in the pink of health and ready to talk football because that's what we're all looking forward to over the next one, one and a half hours. We're going to be talking not just about the Indian national team, but we're going to be talking about the team they will be playing come the 3rd of June. And uh, it's not just any team. They are the Asian champions, Qatar. It's happening in Qatar. So to talk about that team, uh, we've got the editor of QFoot Live, uh, Ahmed Hashim who's joining us from Qatar right now. It's uh, a website that tells you all you need to know about Qatari football. And he, of course, uh, follows Indian football in a big way. Emma, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. Thank you so much. Hope everything is fine with you and your family back home in Qatar. It's a pleasure to be with you guys, Arjun. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, things are fine here, but I hope things get better in India soon as well. We have family back in India as well. And uh, it's a difficult situation there. So I hope... Everything gets better as soon as possible. Yeah, we hope the same, man. And uh, we've got uh, the trio with us as always. Jaidi Basu is here with us. And Siddhant Dhani is here with us. Uh, gentlemen, good to see the two of you as always. Bhai, Farmayesh, we have done with people here that we will come one day and we will come one day here. And we have thought, see, what is it? Uh, we're going to be building up because these are huge games from an Indian perspective. I don't know if it's from a Qatari perspective or not. But from an Indian perspective, these are three huge games, uh, not just for the coach, the team and their qualifying campaign for the Asian Cup in 2023. Uh, Emma, I'll start with you because abhi kya hai bhai? Uh, abhi tak na, uh, I, how, how long? I think the team has been there for about four or five days yes. uh, in Qatar. What have you... Uh, you know, what have you got about from the team? Where are they right now? Because so far, we are only dependent on those lovely love letters that come from the media department of the All India Football Federation with the best of English ever and those photographs that come. But beyond that, uh, could you tell for all the people who joined us on the show, what is the Indian team up to? What is the bubble scenario like? Where are they staying? Where are they training? Okay. Uh, I haven't heard much because uh, I think there's a huge contrast obviously between now and the last time the team visited Qatar um, but from what I've heard they're at the uh, Torch Hotel uh, at near the Khalifa International Stadium and uh, the, it's just a 10 minute drive from the match venue the Jasmine Merhamar Stadium and they're training at the Qatar University campus at one of the training grounds which will be used for the World Cup in 2022 and uh, so they've been, they've been here for the past five, four or five days and they've had a COVID test on arrival. And then obviously you've heard of all the results uh, came back negative. So they are well into their preparations. And uh, I heard that the, the QFA has helped them out a lot with, uh, with the facilities, with some training equipment as well. And uh, the liaison officer with, for them, for the team is, uh, is an Indian as well. So... Uh, I saw how the IFF thanked the QFA uh, when they came here. So hmm. there is a lot to thank them for, I think. It's a lot of time to thank everyone. But I have to, I have to ask you, what, what is the bubble scene like? For someone like you who's based in Qatar, who's involved in football, what is your access? Is your access also much like what our access is? Dependent on the males coming out of the camp? 
uh, obviously uh, there are people inside the bubble you know who we can contact because last time uh, when the afc champions league was played here in a centralized format uh, in 2020 um we were able to attend the games as media representatives but we were not in the bubble but there were people inside the bubble who we could interact with at the stadium so uh, they had a very very strict system it's hotel stadium training ground hotel stadium training ground they cannot go anywhere they have a, a designated driver and a designated transport the, the team will uh, travel in two buses so as to keep uh, social distancing and uh, it is it is a little bit difficult obviously because they can't get out they can't interact with anyone else so mm. so I, i don't know how the team is keeping up but obviously the players know what it is to live in a bubble having been through the isl so uh, so far i have not seen or i haven't heard of anyone uh, getting to interact with the team i i heard about a person who went to the hotel and just saw one of their staff from the lobby that's yeah. it that's all i've heard about because the last time it was very different the last time india came here obviously it was before the coronavirus pandemic and uh, i was there at the airport there was a huge group uh, ready to welcome the team they helped load the luggage onto the bus they went to the hotel uh, obviously you saw how the fans uh, thronged the stadium almost 4000 5000 fans and the community officials uh, here in qatar they welcome the team in a reception at the hotel so there's none of that this time mm. it was a very silent uh, arrival at the airport nobody knew when they came they just went to the hotel straight away so it's it's very low key and uh, i don't know how that will affect them hopefully it gives them the kind of uh, space you know to focus and to concentrate and uh, uh, to deliver uh, in the game against qatar I have to ask you because you know whenever you talk Qatar and football from an Indian perspective, first thing that comes to your mind is diaspora, huge Indian diaspora over there. Like you mentioned about the last time they reached Qatar for that historic game uh, where they pulled off that draw. Have you been able to sort of get chatting with the diaspora? How are they looking at these three games? Um, is there a possibility that they might be allowed in the stadium? If so, then what is the scenario of going to the stadium for those three games? Yes, uh, you know I've seen some buzz in, in in the WhatsApp groups. People are asking about matches, how the ticket process is going to be, and uh, so far we haven't received any kind of information from the QFA or the organizers on how it's going to be. Or uh, because uh, as centralized matches go, uh, the normal format is no longer followed, right? Because we don't have the home away system. Um, so the last time uh, India was only allo- allocated eight uh, percent of the the stadium capacity, and obviously we exceeded that. Uh, we bought some of the ticket that was reserved for the home fans, and uh, we just thronged the stadium entrances and they let in many people. So that's not going to happen this time. But I think if they are going to allow fans, I hope there will be at least a fifty percent allocation because uh, since it's a centralized format and this match was supposed to be. played in india uh, but i'm not sure i'm i'm still waiting for that piece of information if if they do allow fans to attend i think it will only be for uh, vaccinated fans or for uh, the fans who have recovered from the coronavirus over the past 9 months because that's the system that they are using for the african super cup which is going to be played this week here in, in doha so i expect that if if they're going to have tickets then it will be the same format Uh, just just one final question before of course i get jaydeep and uh, siddhant into it um 
the diaspora of course last time uh, there's always much fanfare and you know I, i don't know if there's a sense of belief but the fact that you're living away from your country so suddenly your country's team comes and you know there's an instant connect and you want to cheer them on and everything else takes a back seat this time around you're not coming um, how do i say it you're not coming as just india you're coming as a team that really needs points um you're coming as a team that hasn't had the best of qualification scenarios um and you're coming as a team that just played out a 6-0 lost a 6-0 versus uae um so is there any chatter in the groups about the way the team is playing the kind of form they have and is there a sense of sort of you know ek sagam india india to hai but on the other hand you're saying listen how do we do this because this time qatar might be a lot trickier than last time i've seen uh, i've seen personally when i've felt the same that uh, the the build up to this match is is nowhere near as ideal as, as we would have hoped it was uh, because going back to september 2019 and how that match turned out so i've seen some of the similar sentiment among indian fans here i've spoken to some and uh, people are obviously disappointed with how the the, the match against the uae turned out and uh, but i think if if fans are in the stadium i don't think they're going to care about all of that mm. it's it's it was a festival atmosphere the last time when when qatar played india here people didn't care whether they were going to lose or whether they're going to win and i think they supported the team with that mentality for the entire 90 minutes and then the 0-0 draw was much more sweeter because of it and and the team uh, celebrated in front of the fans because of the kind of support they received the entire match so uh, i've i've been i've been uh, at at an indian game here in the in, in the same stadium i was there for the 2011 asian cup when india played australia and we lost 4-0 i was hmm. there when we lost to bahrain 5 5 to what a team what a team that was yeah dil ka mamla all three of us at least when when they lost 5-2 to bahrain as well i was there when they lost south korea and people just kept coming man they don't care about the results they just want to watch india play and it's it's a big big feeling to see uh, the international anthem or to hear the international anthem play out in the stadium and and uh, i don't think anyone expects and obviously now that chances run out that we can play at the world cup soon so when we get this little opportunities it, it you know it's something to cherish and something to treasure so there's a huge demand if if tickets are open i think there'll be a huge demand just like last time man they they went to all the malls and all the ticket counters and uh, people were just scrambling for tickets last time around so i expect something similar to happen this time as well and uh, and it's not just about india i mean even bangladesh fans uh, showed a similar uh, you know demand and similar mentality when they played against qatar back in december so i don't think uh, form is an issue for the fans here because they really really want to watch india play um jadeep sir um you know it's interesting because um, like like ahmed mentioned right now um the the fact that you're in a bubble the fact that you're not meeting anyone and the fact that you've got a mountain to climb if i can say it um i think it goes in the indian team's favor um, everything is cut out from outside you're focused on what you have to do because the job at hand is versus a team where you play 90 minutes of shape oriented football and you make sure that your shape is not broken because jahan shape toota unhone ji jhanda nikal ke wahan pe goal ke pas pahunch jana hai so in that sense you suppose it sort of works for the indian team that you cut off from everything before that game uh, yeah as <coughs> mr hashim has just said that it was a very silent arrival because of the covid 19 situation i i only hope 
the, even the departure doesn't become so silent. <laughs> they managed to create some 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 noise somewhere, at least on the pitch. That's what I would I would expect them to do. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, bubble bubble or no bubble, they have to be they have to be, they have to concentrate in the because because all the other teams have played some matches, have some uh, friendlies here and they are lined up. India is the only team which doesn't for for not. The reasons, uh, which were not under their control, actually. So, uh, so they have arrived. I think three, four days back, they have arrived, and uh, first match they will be playing on the third. So, next 10, 15 days will be very crucial for them, and they will huddle together to practice because the last result was not very good, as we discussed in the last last episode also, Arjun. We stressed again and again in one point that India India should should divide their matches into two sets. One is Qatar, another is mm. Bangladesh and Afghanistan. Yeah. Because of Bangladesh and Afghanistan, we still have some chances of, even we can we can, we can can uh, say that India can win both the matches and get six points. Qatar, of course, uh, when when two years back when they went, they, they drew the match definitely. But things are, things, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's difficult to expect the same result will happen again. That uh, difficult to expect. If India can achieve it, nothing like that. We'll be all be very glad. But for a team which has just beaten, I think uh, Azerbaijan or uh, some team they have beaten recently. Two teams they have beaten. I think it was Azerbaijan and Luxembourg. Lux- Luxembourg, yeah. Luxembourg. They have beaten and and a team which has which has drawn with uh, Ireland. I think drawing with Ireland is a huge huge result. I don't know which what kind of team Ireland played or which team they fielded, but again, but uh, drawing with Ireland for an Asian team, I think it's a it's a very proud result. So, given the fact <clears throat> the standard of Qatar team, I uh, we I don't really expect them to come back with. Uh, there's no point of talking about full points, even one point if they can manage that would be, uh, but I, I I really don't expect it. So. So that's what you said. That uh, whether Arjun it is bubble or no bubble doesn't matter. India have to sit there, concentrate, and get as many ma- ma- points as possible. Because now aim is to finish at least fourth. Yeah, yeah, fourth at least. Mm-hmm. That that that's the only aim if we can do it. And for that, those six points are very very crucial. Even that, uh, even after getting six points, we have to we have to depend on others. I think. Uh, the, the the points position is so complicated and uh, so muddled up at the moment even so uh, but i think yeah that's a, that's that should be the that should be the aim to get six points Emma, before we get uh, siddhant in the chat and i think everyone echoes her sentiment six points is a must at least you must demand it from your team given you're playing bangladesh and afghanistan uh, what have you heard before the 3rd of june has is the indian team planning to play a few friendlies are they trying to organize something against, I don't know, local teams, or uh, have you heard anything in that matter? So far, so far, I haven't heard anything about it. So far, nothing. Emma, have I, you? Have you? No, no I, I haven't. I haven't heard anything as well. There's no, you were asking no information. Hmm. There's been no information on that. Uh, I've seen some uh, some chat on Twitter saying that they could be a friendly game, but I don't even know who that is. Who, I mean, who Twitter is like that. the most verified platform <laughs> on the planet. Um, you only trust Twitter, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe the maybe the permission have been given to uh, play uh, to uh, to train for the 15 days and play the actual matches. Yeah, I um, think that, uh, that's that's the case. I think because the problem with uh, the, as I said, the season is over here, 
Hmm. The domestic season is over and uh, many of the players and most of the teams are probably on vacation right now. They've left the country or um, they're not in a, in a situation to play any games. So I don't think they can find anyone, uh, you know, a worthy opposition to play. हमारे जो यहाँ पे जवान है अहमद ऑन द चैट लव ऑल ऑफ यू फर्स्टली दे आर सेइंग दैट इनने कहीं खबर पकड़ी है कि इंडिया हैज ट्राइंग टू प्ले फ्रेंडली वर्सेस फिलीपींस हैव यू हर्ड एनीथिंग ऑन दैट और नो आई हैव नॉट हर्ड एनीथिंग नो नथिंग एंड जी जवानो सो वी हैव नो कंफर्मेशन विद रिगार्ड्स टू दैट फिलीपींस इंफॉर्मेशन यस्टरडे आई स्पोक टू अ कपल ऑफ पीपल इन द एएफएफ बट नोबडी गिव मी एनी इंडिकेशन ऑफ सच थिंग्स आर हैपनिंग दे ओनली सेड दैट दे आर दे आर ट्रेडिंग they're training very well this site which oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i had to accept whether it's a, with a pinch of salt or whatever <laughs> the boys are doing well hamare ek boy hain jinhone abhi tak baat baat nahi kari hai sir aap bataiye 15 din training seedha qatar hmm hmm अब सिनेरियो ऐसा है आई मीन आइडियल बेस्ड सिनेरियो यू डोंट प्ले टू फ्रेंडली एट लीस्ट बिफोर यू आस्क योर क्वेश्चन आई जस्ट वांट टू जंप इन ऑन दिस फिलीपींस थिंग हैव आई लॉस्ट इंटरनेट अगेन नो यू हियर विद अस ओके आई कैन हियर क्लियरली वेज ऑल्सो इज ऑन माय स्क्रीन सो आई कांट टू कीप ऑन टॉकिंग एनीवे द द फिलीपींस आर प्लेइंग अगेंस्ट गुआम इन देयर नेक्स्ट क्वालीफायर ऑन जून 3rd इन चाइना so it's unlikely that they are going to drop yeah, into yeah. the third to play a friendly against in i yeah. i think given, mm. uh, what the scenario is these days but then again i i don't know maybe the the qatar fa and and these guys are better informed in terms of those kind of things i think that's not happening bro there is other there is a possibility that india could play yemen i think i'm not sure it's just a guess mm. from my side because i heard how, that how how am i yemen yemen could play against bangladesh in a friendly on thursday oh. so so i that means bangladesh was yemen. bangladesh was supposed to go to saudi arabia for for some uh, practice matches then uh, that means that means that game is happening in saudi arabia then it's not going to happen yeah see i i've got the but bangladesh problem is that i think the saudi arabian government has not given them uh, their their uh, they haven't received the quarantine exemption later from the saudi authorities that could that is a reason if that happens then they are saying that bangladesh might have to land land in qatar without playing any friendly friendly that matches uh, that is also there I don't know. This is all uh, what I get. So, मेरे पास आइडिया बड़ा जबरदस्त है. देखो जी, वहाँ पे क्या है? फिलिपीन के लोग सब काम करते हैं. Middle East में. उनकी 11 की टीम निकालो. और उनको बोलो आओ. भाई टीम के साथ खेलो. Because practice match ज़रूरी है. आप जितना भी practice कर लो और जितना federation बोले, तो team is training really well. हाँ. ठीक है. बड़ी अच्छी बात है. But let's move on. Emma, uh, you you touched upon earlier about that draw, and I'm sure everyone has spoken about it. It was a great result. um whether india had 10% of the ball 20% of the ball to go to qatar and play out a draw for 90 minutes was was yes commendable it was a good achievement what was the reaction post that in qatar was it was it uh, one of shock ki ye kya ho gaya or was it like chalo theek hai chalta hai because they were all piche piche and we had the ball for about 85 to 90% i think it was somewhere in the middle middle of that you know there was surprised obviously you don't expect uh, you know in the in the game just before that they had beaten afghanistan 6-0 mm. 
they were coming into the game off the back of a huge result like that and uh, nobody really expected india to you know to muster something like that so i think they were surprised at the result but i, I wasn't uh, back then if i remember correctly there were no there was nothing there was nothing like a huge concern or something because they've seen the national team win the asian cup they've seen them defeat afghanistan 6-0 they've seen them play at the copa america earlier that year so there wasn't a huge huge issue or a huge concern but at the end of that year at the end of the year qatar played at the gulf cup and at home and they failed to win it they exited at the semi final stage saudi arabia in a scenario which was quite similar to the indian game because saudi didn't see the ball at all qatar dominated possession and had a lot of chances but in the end saudi had a, had a one chance and it was a deflection and they won the game so when that happened people started talking they said that uh, this team has never been the same hasn't been the same since the asian cup and then they started mentioning the game against india so they started saying that uh, qatar uh, doesn't have you know solutions to to break open defenses like this when they play you know when they park um can't hear you ahmed can you guys hear we me we lost your audio yeah we lost your audio ahmed uh can you hear me now yeah yeah we got you got you yeah okay. so so when when qatar lost in the gulf cup in in a similar scenario to the to the indian uh, the game against india there was talk uh, from the fans that uh, maybe felix sanchez is not the right man to lead qatar to the world cup because he doesn't have the solutions to break open a defense when they park the bus like that so so that was the 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 reaction in 2019 but since then the team has changed the team has uh, i think improved we saw them uh, play in, uh, in 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 the european qualifiers as uh, jadeep has said they went to play against uh, luxembourg azerbaijan and ireland and they showed some some really uh, amazing performances in those games and I, personally i didn't even expect it because the players were not in the best form at club level and somehow they all came together to to do really well in europe so i think uh, people don't remember that game against india anymore obviously if you remind them they will but uh, i don't think it's it's like a, it's not a huge huge bit of concern for them because qatar has shown that uh, they can deliver and that they have the quality it's not been a huge issue and i guess also the fact that uh, as hosts qatar are automatic qualifiers also plays into some of uh, the importance or the impact of these results right exactly and they they expect qatar to you know qualify easily for the asian cup and i think they will do that in these next two games so it's not a huge concern but what people really do want to see is uh, results in in games like uh, the ones i mentioned in europe or you know so uh, qatar hasn't lost so far so i think it's not a huge issue if they had lost that game against india i think it's it's a different if conversation if they had scored uh, yes if they had scored it was a different conversation but emma tell me so so that was 2019 asian cup i'm saying so whenever yeah. you talk about qatar you say asian champions and uh, rightly so but we're in 21 now um two years is a long time in international football uh, has there been progression and by progression i mean has the chain team changed a bit um from the time we played them last which was i think a year back um has the team changed a bit uh, is it pretty much the same set of players or is there a new style or is it pretty much the same from what we've seen in the past as well um to answer the question i think you need to go back to to the asian cup in 2019 you need to understand that 
Felix Sanchez, the coach, he has a specific system in mind and a specific set of players who can deliver what he needs. And he has focused on that since, I think, the end of 2018. So that's almost three years now he's been building on that. So he hasn't deviated at all. And if you take three matches, let's take uh, the first match, the final of the Asian Cup against Japan, the lineup in that game, and the lineup in Qatar's game against India later that year. There was only uh, one player missing from the final lineup, which was Akram Afif. And, uh, and Qatar, obviously, you saw how Qatar struggled against India. But then they played with almost similar lineup in their last game against Ireland, and they drew 1 mm-hmm. 1, which is almost a similar lineup. I think 10 players in that lineup and 10 in the game against Japan. So uh, Qatar's uh, squad and then the first 11 has been fairly stable. And that's the path that uh, Felix Sanchez wants to follow going into 2022. It's it's very obvious because we've had some uh, you know great players in the league, uh, some young players showing great form. And uh, even though Sanchez calls them up to the squad, he doesn't give them the chances in the lineup. I mean, as mm-hmm. much as we we want him to, uh, as much he, as he's doing a constant time basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's like Constantine. He has a yeah. constant uh, yeah. <laughs> set of players. So, so uh, he has, uh, you know, he has his preferred three center back uh, system, uh, attacking full backs and and two up front. And this is the system that he likes. Obviously, you know, some could say that this is an opportunity to change and to experiment and to learn something. These two games that are coming up against India and Oman. But uh, honestly, personally, I don't expect him to do that. He has called up uh, a trio of young players. Like uh, after naming his initial squad, he called up three young players uh, to the squad to the camp. I don't know for what reason because I don't expect him to play them. And uh, for maybe for him, them in, like, like maybe pro- pro- probably something. probably because uh, these two games uh, they will see as uh, not easy. No, it could be challenging, but. Uh, it's not as challenging as uh, as the Gold Cup, which is coming up next for them, uh, and the Copa America was supposed to be played as well, but that uh, that was a different uh, issue, and they had to withdraw from that competition. But the Gold Cup is their focus right now in terms of preparation for the World Cup. So these two games will be, I think, uh, a good preparation going into the Gold Cup. Uh, Jadeep sir, uh, from an Indian perspective, we can only expect to play the way we played last time numbers behind the ball, maintain your shape. And then whenever you've got them into your own box, uh, whenever they're a little tattered, boom, right? So for that, you use the pace of Udanta Singh. But Udanta Singh hasn't been playing football that much. Um, he hasn't been regular in club football. And to maintain speed like that, your regularity on the pitch is very important. It's a, it's a you know major part of that. Um, you, I remember, we put out our teams on Instagram. So you, you've gone for someone like a Bippin. Because Bipin has been the form boy in uh, Mumbai for the ISL. What's your opinion, sir? Manveer is a girl and then five or six behind and put it line and stop it. Qatar match should be like that only. Like, uh, like uh, uh, said ki, like Mr. Sanchez has, has a, has a line-up which, which, which has remained almost static for the last two, three years. Which we actually uh, actually experienced experienced it during the time of Bob Horton, when for three four years he almost played the same team, which uh, up to run up to the Asian Cup, <clears throat> which we were just discussing a few minutes back that 
that Lebanon, a Bahrain game, then Australia and South Korea game. So what India at the moment doesn't have the doesn't have the benefit of doing it because <clears throat> first last twelve months or two uh, more than two years we are only been changing and uh, not changing and chopping I would say, but so many players have been changed that uh, we are not very sure about what should be our uh, starting lineup at the moment. Mm. We had never been in the last twelve games if you see we had never been we had changed too many times uh, the players. Yeah. I'm not go going into the reason, uh, going into the reasons behind them, but it had happened like that. Oh, 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 system na ki parchi uthao ji. Aaj kiske naam parchi lagi hai? Aapne das das pata tera ladke khila diye us do match mein. But anyway, ठीक है. Yes. Could be, could be. I don't, I don't know. But the thing is that uh, so uh, see, we are uh, as we discussed in the last uh, in our last uh, program also. Uh, if I picked up Bipin, it is solely on the on the on the basis of his form in the. In the uh, what you say in the ISL, and he played decently against uh, Oman in the uh, in the Oman match also. We are not. I am not taking the UAE match because everybody flopped in the UAE match, so there is no point uh, pointing a finger at, at at a particular player or a particular set of players. But the thing is that uh, so on the basis of the basis of that uh, that that performance, which which up to March. What happened in April and what happened in May, we don't know because nobody played. So on the ba basis of that form, Bipin should be playing, I think. But again, if, if we don't know what's happening in the camp, 15 days, they are practicing well, they are training well. <laughs> practicing well. Yes. <laughs> we, we have been told. So maybe some some boys, some young boys, some new boys are doing too well on the right. So they might come up on the right in place of uh, Bipin. I hope on the left, Sunil will remain. Uh, in the next so, sir, sir, but it's a tough one. Like, like Ahmed mentioned a very nice thing. Um, complete contrast, like you mentioned. एक जगह वो है कि वो जी आप कतर लीग में कुछ भी कर लो. मेरे अठारह हैं. उनके हिसाब से मैंने चलना आगे. मुझे अपना सिस्टम पता है. And I'm going to maintain the system because you achieve success courtesy of that system, right, Ahmed? But then here, system का नामोनिशान हमें पता नहीं अभी तक. Player का हमें पता नहीं है कौन खेलने वाला है, कौन नहीं खेलने वाला है. See. By your logic, sir, Bipin should play because Bipin is the form boy. Yeah. But Bipin yeah. has less than hundred minutes of international football under his belt. So that's the. I conundrum. also think, yeah. Uh, sorry to jump in. I don't know who you are directing this to, but you can't really compare the situations that Felix Sanchez and uh, Mr. No, no, I'm not comparing it, but I'm just saying very different situations. Yeah, yeah, very different. I mean, so so Sanchez is someone who has a long association with Qatar and Qatari foot, uh, football, and has spent, I think, over a decade or more, uh, Ahmed, in the country. Yes, yes, fifteen uh, years I, almost. Yeah, so a lot of these boys are probably boys who have come through the system along with him. So he has personal, strong personal relationships with them, and his uh, very similar to perhaps what. Uh, maybe like Jaydeep was saying, Bob Houghton was in uh, back before we played the 2011 Asian Cup that Ahmed was referring to, right? Now we have a scenario where one is that in India, social media, because of a lot of that has to do with the ISL, has exploded. So anytime a new coach is coming in and making changes to a team, he's facing, for what it's worth, a response from, you know, all kinds of fans saying all kinds of things. And because of his relatively new sort of uh, or relatively less exposure to 
India, the, the way things are, etc., etc. He's 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 trying to see what works, and therefore he's pandering to whichever side of 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 the crowd is loudest at that point. Uh, now, like we discussed in our last uh, chat around the Qatar game, perhaps in the next game we'll get a sense of uh, whether or not Simach actually has a preferred eleven because this will, I think. Be a, a game in which he will want to play his his best guys, and and there's no like sort of two ways on on that. Yeah. Uh. So so yeah. Just just those. That was my two ways on that. I I wanted to ask actually if at some point we're going to talk a bit more about how the league is going because uh, in in Qatar and a bit more insight on that because we have some big names there now and. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get to watch too much of of Asian football on on television here. The focus is more, uh, you know, on what's happening in Europe. So we don't get on, much. Not but what are you saying? Yeah. The focus is on bajawing city, udawing ball. Come on, India, let's football. Why? Where are Come on, in your face every day, Monday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yeah. No, no, no. But okay, maybe we can start with that. That Emma, how is the reception of the ISL? I, uh, ISL, sorry, ISL been in in Qatar because, as like you said, a large uh, expat population, large South Asian population. Are people watching uh, the ISL? Is there some interest in particular teams? How is that developing? Before, before, um, before you answer, Emma, uh, just just to tell you because this is our brother. He's pro I League, so oh. he's setting you up. I'm just telling you right now. And now you can say whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ahmed. Go on. Again, your audio is dropped. Now, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if you ask me about uh, a yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, there are almost, I think, uh, 700,000, 7 lakh Indians here in Qatar and uh, probably half or more of that is, is uh, from Kerala. And uh, the Blasters have a huge fan base here. And it was them, who, it was the Blaster fans who dominated the, the crowd in the gaming is Qatar in, in back in 2019 uh, with the Viking clap and all that. So, so obviously, there's a huge following for the ISL here and especially for uh, Kerala Blasters. Uh, the match isn't, uh, I mean, the ISL matches aren't shown here uh, on, on the free channel. I think uh, it's Abu Dhabi Sports or I think some channel which shows the games, but uh, it's a pay channel. And what people do here is that they have these satellite dishes from India, the Airtel and uh, Tata Sky and all that. So, so that's how they watch the matches here. It's not actually legal to, to bring those here, but, uh, well, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a huge following from the fans here. Uh, I remember last time uh, during this last ISL, I watched the game between Blasters and I think it was Northeast United in, in a hall full of people. Uh, people are really excited about uh, watching Blasters play despite the results. Every Thank year. you for adding that. <laughs> And uh, and as for as for the Qatari people here in Qatar, even even they have uh, noticed or they've started to notice uh, Indian football lately. I've had a few come to me and ask me about the league, and uh, they've obviously they've heard about the celebrities owning the teams, because you know Bollywood is big in the, in the Middle East and elsewhere in the world, so they know it when like when someone like Hrithik Roshan or uh, you know 
uh, who else is there? I mean, John. John. John Abraham. John Abraham is on. And Beer, yeah. And Beer. So they see this and then they come and ask me about what what's it all about. And obviously they also heard when names like Del Piero and uh, Trezeguet and Roberto Carlos came to play in the early years of ISL. So uh, they are uh, learning about it. And obviously after the game against India, people were pretty surprised by the level shown by the Indian players. And yeah, also, what, yeah, what was the reaction, honestly? On on the see, one was the Qatari reaction. You said it was okay. So no problem. Yeah. But on the 11th, they saw the India player or the 13th that played. I don't know how many played it entirely. What was their reaction to those guys, to those boys? It was pretty, uh, pretty good. But they said that uh, they obviously talked about stamina. I mean, I, I saw that uh, certain. I don't know how, who it was. I don't remember right now. But uh, they talked about stamina of the players, and that uh, they were almost, uh, you know, run out of energy by the end of the game. But uh, I also remember when when India played in the Asian Cup, uh, and those games. Uh, the first one was obviously very good against Thailand. And when they played uh, against the UAE as well, uh, it wasn't a bad performance at all. They played well, yeah. They played well. So in those games, uh, there were people watching here, and uh, I don't know if uh, if you guys remember, but Sandesh Jingan's name came up uh, as part of a transfer rumor back then that he was linked yeah. linked to a QSL, a Qatar Stars League club back then, and a club official had to come out in the media and deny the reports. So it had so actually. So you're saying there's there's no truth to it, or? Um, I, I haven't heard anything about it because uh, he came up. I mean, very very quickly, and he denied it flat out. Hmm. So I don't think uh, there was any truth to that. But uh, the fact that it was picked up by the media and that it was discussed here, and then people said, "Yeah, I noticed him play in the Asian Cup, and that India is uh, an improving team and all that." But I think overall, I think the fans who don't follow Asian football that much, you know, who just follow Qatar or the European game. I don't think uh, they really know about uh, what's happening in India or how the team's coming up. So even if India get a good point to, in in the next game against Qatar, there will be Qatari fans who will be disappointed in that because they still see India as uh, as not a footballing country but as as a cricketing country, you know. So even though some of the the, the specialists, you know, let's talk about the media, let's talk about uh, the people who are involved in the football scene here. They know what what is coming because uh, they've seen Bangalore FC reach the FC Cup final. It was played in Doha. They've seen uh, India play in the Asian Cup here. They've seen that in the last ten years. So I have a friend who's a commentator, and uh, he's a big fan of Sunil Chetri. He's a Qatari yeah. commentator, yeah. and so when he's uh, commentating on BFC's games in the FC Cup, uh, he always picks out Chetri and then sings his praises. So. So it's 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 slowly and slowly there is a growing interest. Like when Ryan played against FC Goa, obviously I think that was a very very good uh, chance for Goa to show or for Indian football, you know, to show up on the Qatari radar. So there was this uh, very popular Instagram account, which is one of the most popular accounts I think uh, in Qatar. He kept sharing clips of FC Goa, and particularly he picked out Dheeraj Singh. Uh, he used to you know get those clips of his saves and. Uh, Posted on his stories every time when when Ryan played Goa or even when Goa played the other teams as well, and I I can say that Dheeraj really got some good exposure in that uh, campaign. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really great to see that Dheeraj uh, picked up exposure for a boy who who didn't start the season as a yeah. starter. He was brought in as a makeshift, and then uh, came the Champions League. So yeah, it, it really worked for Dheeraj. And we hope it's just the start for him right now. And that was nice to hear from him. He, 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 he
अभी तो कहानी शुरू हुई है क्योंकि हम मीडिया वाले क्या होते हैं हम तो पहली यू नो वी स्टार्ट थ्रोइंग गार्लेंड्स एट देम एंड सो या आई वाज नाइस टू हियर दैट सॉरी यानी यू वर सेइंग समथिंग नो नो आई वाज जस्ट सेइंग एंड एंड जस्ट टू कंटिन्यू व्हाट अहमद वाज सेइंग एंड सो आई थिंक फाइव फाइव ऑफ दोस एफसी गोवा बॉयज नाउ इन इन द इंडिया स्क्वाड फॉर फॉर द गेम अगेंस्ट कतर सो सो ऑब्वियसली यू नो एंड इट गोस टू काइंड ऑफ द लाइन दैट वी हैव टेकन मेनी टाइम्स दैट playing in these competitions and especially like at the asian cup regularly uh, at in the champions league is is very important for for indian football in general because that's one is it's the only way our teams and our players will get a chance to to see where they are and and to play against you know better opposition but also for for fans for journalists and for everyone else to also get a sense of what's happening in the country and and with football in india Uh, it's a major thing because you can't expect i guess the indian population in qatar and and the gulf perhaps will tune in to to the isl and keep track of what's happening there but wider audiences than that especially international audiences are more likely to you know watch things like uh, asian competitions uh, whether it's championship exactly or, exactly you know. i think uh, fc goa being drawn in rayan's group was a huge thing or being drawn alongside persepolis and alwahda and, and and or being drawn in west asia for that matter i saw some yeah. fans saying that uh, you know india should have played in the east asian side of the competition but i think the west is also a very good exposure and a good opportunity for india <clears throat> oh absolutely yeah i mean there's so many clubs from from west asia that have done uh, consistently well at the asian level uh, you know i i was listening to some of you i think you were also on that podcast talking about some of these things and unfortunately because we have not participated in in these competitions largely both as fans as well as media people uh, exactly. we don't follow the competitions either so even for us as a you know uh, point to learn about what's happening in uh, in asia more uh, चैंपियंस लीग या प्रीमियर लीग का कोई किसी भी से पॉइंट करके सवाल पूछ लो रोड पे वो बता देगा लेकिन हमारे हमारे कॉन्टिनेंट में क्या हो रहा है किसी को ज्यादा जानकारी नहीं है एंड नो नो वन रियली फॉलोज ऑल दैट स्टफ सो एंड सो इट्स वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट आई मीन वील ओनली गेट देर स्लोली वेर एवर वी वॉन्ट टू गेट टू एज अ फुटबॉलिंग कंट्री एंड एंड टू मेक अ मार्क ऑन द कॉन्टिनेंटल लेवल इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट सो होपफुली दिस थिंग्स विल हैपन स्लोली आई want to also like, ask you I, like you you already talked about the lineup uh, yeah i i wanted so, to talk so, about the the team like yeah, are you way, expecting he, more or less similar same. squads so, what you said is three Thailand? yeah 352 is 352. what we can expect them to be i mean yeah. they're going to bombard the wings right yes yeah they're going to bombard the wings and uh, generally especially when you're playing against a team which has 9 10 behind the ball आप विंग से ही उनको खोलते हो थोड़ा स्ट्रेच करते हो फिर बीच में से कोई आके वो रन बनाता है सो इज दैट व्हाट वी कैन एक्सपेक्ट थ्रू आउट द दैट दैट इज व्हाट वी कैन एक्सपेक्ट इफ ही इज गोइंग अप विद द सेम लाइनअप यू नो बट यू नो देयर इज ऑलवेज दिस काइंड ऑफ ऑफ यू नो अ बज व्हेन व्हेन अ कतर गेम इज कमिंग अप पीपल एक्सपेक्ट ओके इज इज सैंचेस फाइनली गोइंग टू मेक अ चेंज इज ही गोइंग टू मेक अ चेंज एंड देन ही सेज नो आई एम नॉट गोइंग टू मेक दैट चेंज सो Uh, this time too i am i'm i'm really hesitant to make a prediction because uh, as i said uh, it's not a game that uh, it's too difficult for them to win even with making some changes you know yeah he could bring up some new players and they are not inexperienced if you look at the second string of the qatar squad 
the players who have played in the AFC Champions League and the AFC Asian Cup and all that. So it's not an inexperienced squad. There are players who are very well developed at the Aspire Academy and all that. So I would expect them that even if the new players coming, they would uh, they would be good enough to beat India. But the system I expect it to remain the same. Hmm. Three five two. Sir, uh, your thoughts, Jadeep sir, on uh, Qatar uh, from whatever you've seen them. Three five two. Yeah, I, I mean he's been playing that system since the Asian Cup. At least, तब से हमारी नजरें उनपे पड़ी हैं, because we've been seeing that competition, and you could expect him to do that again. With, because you know, when you're playing against the team, जहाँ सबके सब पीछे बैठे हैं, the the whole game there is to how do you sort of expand them a little bit? How do you sort of open them a little bit this way? ताकि थोड़ा बीच में आपको आपको तो फिर जगह पे मिलेगा। सो दैट दैट इज़ द की, व्हाई वी कीप ऑन सेइंग फ्रॉम एन इंडियन पर्सपेक्टिव, यू हैव टू मेंटेन शेप कि एक आपका पजल निकला देन एवरीथिंग गोज एंड यू नो देन दिस बॉम्बे। aim is to win the aim is to play well in the world cup so this is only this every match is actually actually training for them for the world cup that's the way the coach is looking at and that that the way it should be looked at because they have already qualified for it they have no no nothing nothing to leave behind so against india i don't think they are, they will play their natural game and they will if they will try to pick up as many as as many points as possible matlab maximum 3 points from india like mr hashim said that people have already forgotten the the, the india drew with qatar in uh, 20 months ago i hope the qatar players also for, forget it so those so that they do, don't make an extra effort to uh, to extract a revenge or whatever you say about it so uh, i think they will play their natural game i won't say that they will play something extra or something uh, or they will hold back something or they will try something new even if they try something new that will be not for india that is for their own own, own benefits hmm. they are looking at looking at things from their own point of view again india india is a is a is a uh, is absolutely not is has no significance in their process to the world cup it is a step step forward only so their coach their management their coaching staff everybody looking at and training everybody everything is being looked at from that angle so uh, and india against is not a, not a great rival in the india of course they drew with them uh, in 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 2019 they are against not a great rival not a not a not a significant uh, opposition so mm-hmm. i think in, uh, in coming back to your question i think this is my this is my guess guess means it, that's the way it should be or it uh, people look at things in this way yeah because they play their national game they will they will if they have to experiment something they will do it but they will not do it because it is india they will do it because because they want to do it i agree uh, ahmed uh, last time like before that game um, at the asian cup that top goal scorer um forgotten his name what was that boy almo ezali उटर
and second question to follow up uh, Ahmed is, is uh, Felix Sanchez sort of confirmed that he will be handling the team going into the 2022 World Cup and, and is that yes. sort of a yes as of now it's that is what's happening definitely okay so to answer the the, the first question on Almoiz Ali um, you know it's it's very sad for me as I, I've followed uh, the Qatari game for, for almost 15 years now and we haven't had, or in the time that I've watched the national team, we haven't had a striker like Al Moizali, mm. uh, you know, uh, who has generated so much interest uh, across the world with the kind of performances he's been putting up, especially at the Asian Cup. So after that Asian Cup, to see him not being played in his preferred position at club level, it's very, very disappointing. Where, where, is he, where is he being played? At he's been play, played out on the wing, man. And then that's been, I don't know why uh, success. But is, there, is there a 4 3 3 system that playing? That's yeah, why yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why. Uh-huh. But his his, uh, his most preferred position is up front in the center. And uh, successive coaches at his club, Al Duhail, have, have continued to you know play him out on the wing. And they've preferred names like Mario Mansukic, for example. They brought him in and who failed, by the way. Then they bought him. They bought in uh, a North Korean striker. Uh, forgot his name. And then another striker from Iraq. And now they have uh, uh, Michael Olunga, who's a Kenyan striker, who's playing there and who play, who scored nine goals in the Champions League group stage last month. So the thing is, uh, when the club continues to ignore him or not prefer him as their uh, number one striker up front, uh, it obviously affects his confidence and his form. And we have seen that. And at the same time, even though he's uh, he's not scoring as many goals for the club, when he comes to play in the national team, he's always been, you know, he, he moves gear up and then he, he's always motivated to perform. So he's always a danger when he plays for Qatar because up in the national team, Sanchez always plays, plays him in his preferred position. And uh, so, so he as plays, of he now, plays he, the two. he plays part of he the plays, two. He plays plays in part of the two up front. So even in uh, in the last Champions League, uh, I'm not sure if he scored the goals. The goals came mostly from the striker, as I mentioned, from Olunga. So uh, people, when they look at his form at club level, you may not see many goals, but his ability is 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 ex- excellent. It's exceptional. So you can always expect him to be a danger man. Don't look at his form. I don't know. I mean, I was watching it on television. So I was seeing like he is the kind of striker. Who doesn't, um, how do I say, if you give him less space, he doesn't operate that way. But if you have given him two or three and he picks up momentum, boom, then you're gone. Finished. I think, you, I think you're talking about the goal against the UAE? The yeah. Semi-final? Oh, man. You see that goal? What a goal that was. Eh? But, but that is, was... is that, is that, is that uh, in somewhat correct or am I wrong? Is this a guy who can no, operate you're, you're, in tight spaces in the box you're, as well? You're spot on. But uh, yeah, as, as I said... Uh, as you said, uh, when it comes to tight spaces, sometimes uh, you see him get frustrated. So there is a way for India to frustrate him, you know, not give him space at all. He really gets frustrated and you can see that sometimes he just lashes out. And uh, that's one of the, the the negative side of his game. Uh, but when you give him space, when you give him that uh, two, three steps, that's when you come to see his danger. And then that's where you come to see his potential. Uh, he has also started, I think, one of the after effects of playing him out on the wing is that uh, he has started developing his uh, another part of his game, which is uh, that he has started assisting, you know. 
so over the last uh, season he has uh, notched up a few assists as well when qatar played in europe uh, he assisted uh, his strike partner muntari for the goal against uh, i think it was luxembourg i think yeah uh, he assisted the goal against luxembourg and uh, so he has developed that side of the game as well so you know it's it's that means he has developed and improved uh, much more after the the 2019 asian cup even though that hasn't shown at the club level in terms of goals about about uh, alhedos uh, ahmed uh, where can we see him play what sort of an impact and where does he stand as far as this team is concerned is he the guy who's calling all the shots for the team so He's the one he, 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 he is supposed to be that player, but uh, when you look at uh, his club form, he hasn't been at his very best for Al Sadd in the Champions League, and uh, so I, I'm not really sure if uh, if Sanchez will start him because I think in in, in one of the European games uh, he scored twice in against uh, against uh, Azerbaijan uh, in in Europe when they went there in March. but uh, i'm not sure if he will start there is a possibility that uh, someone else could in his place but if he does start he will be in that midfield position uh, you know dictating play alongside uh, abdulaziz hatem and uh, he could also drift out to the wing and uh, set in crosses as well he is a uh, quite a tricky player but uh, he's not the kind of talent uh, you know is not up to the level of akram afif for example Where does no, Akram Afif play? What position is he playing? Akram Afif, uh, when he played in the Asian Cup, he played up front together with, uh, you know, with with uh, Al Moizali. But for his club, he plays on the wing, on the left wing. And uh, Akram also, I'm not really sure if he was going to start because uh, he missed uh, the last two months with injury. He's only coming back. Uh, he's uh, currently recuperating, and uh, but he has been included in the squad. So I don't know if we will see him in the game against India. Akram incidentally he didn't play against India in the first game in 2019 as well if you remember Akram missed the game due to a disciplinary issue the coach sent him back from the squad because uh, he refused to you know greet the fans or something and the coach sent him back on the squad so he missed the game against India and I, I still think if he was there in that game he could have uh, broken open the the Indian defense in that game because he has some some tricks up his sleeve that uh, other players in the team doesn't have any bhai the conundrum oh. is this na from from an indian perspective haan ji sorry aap keh rahe the question for ahmed get me to talk yeah ha ha batao batao no what is the general chatter in in the qatar uh, the qatar star star league uh, about so like you were talking about uh, for example almoiz ali not being played in his Uh, favored position and over you know successive coaches not not doing that is there talk or there was talk at one point linking him with a move to the premier league or or somewhere else in europe uh, is that something that because you know now qatar we talk about as the richest country in the world i think footballers are uh, is, is, is there a good time to go chaching <laughs> I think footballers enjoy decent status there and and following and and life is is quite comfortable. So so is there some sort of inclination among players, uh, Qatari players, to want to go abroad and and perhaps try their luck there and and improve themselves by doing that outside of some something like where we see the entire team maybe going or you know those kind of agreements with federations. I think with this uh, with this. 
current generation of players, most of who have, uh, have graduated from the Aspire Academy, they have this desire in them that they want to go and uh, take up the challenge, play in a European team and show that they have the ability and improve and get to play for a top team in Europe. And they don't mind that uh, it could be, you know, the starting point could be maybe in a second division team or in a lower team in, in a first division league somewhere in Europe. They don't mind that. And many of the players have got that ability through the academy. They've, you know, they've got the opportunity through the academy to play in Belgium at a club owned by the academy itself. Uh, so some of what them have the tried... What was the name of the club? Uh, Jopen. is the name. Okay. In Belgium. And uh, Akram Afif got that opportunity. He scored goals. He scored and helped the team get promoted to the first division. He played in the first division. And then he earned a move to Villarreal in La Liga. They loaned him to Sporting Gijón. He played nine games for Sporting Gijón in La Liga itself. So he was the only player who got opportunity at that level. We also had other players play in the Spanish second division, in the Belgium league, also in the J League with Japan, in Japan as well. Uh, so some of them have got their opportunity, but there hasn't been a continuation. For example, Akram came back to play in Qatar. Uh, Al Moez was in Belgium for a while. He was in Austria. Then he came back. And last year, he got the opportunity to go back to Austria to sign for uh, Linz, the team uh, in Austria, last Linz. Uh, so it was almost going to work out. But uh, in the end, something happened and the club pulled out. And he spoke about the move. And he said that he still retains the desire to go back to Europe and try again before the World Cup. So this generation of players have been brought up by coaches from Europe who have uh, shown them what the level in Europe is and that that's where you need to play if you need to improve. So this is very different. It's a stark difference from the previous generations who, you know, as uh, Sidan said, that they were very comfortable here. They had their supercars and their uh, high salaries and they could uh, afford to just, you know, stay here for the rest of their lives. And it's the same thing elsewhere in the region as well. You've got players like Omar Abdurrahman in the UAE, who's now past his prime. But uh, there was a time when he was one of the most uh, celebrated players in Asia. And everyone was waiting for a chance to see him play in Europe. And that didn't work out. So the kind of salaries that they receive here and the kind of life they have here, obviously, it's like a, it's a block. But there are players who want to overcome that and take a challenge. So far, we haven't seen anything. But uh, I think... In the coming years, that could change. And uh, the key for that is to is for Qatar to perform well at the World Cup in 2022. Exposure is key, as always. That's how I think some of the East Asian countries as well, uh, you know, they have what, shown that. What's the aim? Get out of the group? Is, is that the general aim? That's the primary aim, of course. And mm. from there, they can take it step by step. But obviously, it depends on the, the group. And I think they will be seated A1, right? So, that will yeah, give yeah. them some, yeah. Advantage. Uh, Jadeep sir, uh, Ahmed brought up Aspire Academy. as a striker, Shubham Sarangi. right Indian player. striker fullback. Aspire Academy, Aspire Academy, Delhi Dynamos had a partnership. Now Odisha. Which was which was not bad actually because yeah I, I thought it was a smart were, move at the time who, who were, that was who, a very good move yeah yeah it, the, who were in uh, Delhi Dynamos at that point of time were were full of praise for the, for the for the academy if we have not been able to extract out of them that is our problem completely mm. I met Shubham while uh, while he was there in Doha I met Shubham twice and 
he was full of praise for for the academy and he made he became friends with some of the players i think some of the players in the squad uh, for the indian game they're friends with shubham okay but, but it's strange ah huh, amit uh, that uh, the boy went as a striker that's the story <laughs> of indian football the boy went as a striker and now he's getting playing time as a right full back he's not playing right midfielder he's not playing the right of a three man striking up front he's playing right full back but yeah but, but there, are, uh, there are there are indications like that when like like when jopolancheri started in 1994 when he came into the scene he was a he was a lightning left left out at the left winger at that point of time but finally he was brought to brought to brought to the central defense position where he excelled and became a became a big player i remember in 94 in katak katak santosh trophy when he came he was playing for that at that point of time he was playing for i think the state bank of Trav- travancore he met bengal bengal defense uh, uh, my god they were leading by two goals bengal and because of him the kerala scored kerala kerala equalized both the goals with papachan scoring from his passes but when he came to the national team and came came later he was shifted to the akramops uh, shifted him to this uh, what do you call it um, defense position and he slowly so it it does happen such things do happen i can i can give you some more examples so uh, that is fine but i believe whosoever there are some some indian clubs which have which have taken players for them have sent their players to aspire academy and all of them have have lot of good things to say about it i forget the name of the club i think odisha had a contract with them which they are not extending or whatever i am not sure about it i would not uh, comment without without knowing it but something like that and, and and a lot of people were very disappointed that aspire academy has not been brought into the brought into indian football into more 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 uh, what do you call uh, call say in a significant manner so so that is Emma, uh, what 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 did you hear about the deal um i mean clearly they're not part of it anymore yeah. um what was what was the scene did, I, did you get any uh, info uh, no no i didn't hear anything about why it didn't work out uh, you know why they didn't continue because uh, probably aspire at this point uh, they have their focus on something else maybe that could be the reason you know mm. the, the world cup and uh, they also have a huge role here in qatar in, in helping uh, the development of coaches young coaches and also to train uh, uh, you know the youth teams and uh, pro- provide a what do you call uh, a pathway to the national team so they may be focusing on that in the run up to the world cup probably i don't know that could be the reason okay also, it's not limited to football uh, right? it's not limited to football they have athletics they have uh, olympic olympic, olympic and world, world champions and uh, they have uh, i think squash i think they have fencing uh, they have a variety of sports yeah yeah so sorted they probably have their hands full and I think But the I, great I'm thing the... for 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 us, like uh, like uh, Ahmed was saying, so much is happening in terms of and and this from maybe before 2011 Asian Cup, uh, the build up kind of started in the lead up to this uh, World Cup, with Doha as a major or Qatar as a major venue for international sporting events to happen. Like he's talking about the uh, you know African uh, Super Cup. What is it? Super Cup. Super Cup. so these kind of events i mean so you if you're in a place like that and you have access to all this international sport as well as if you get the chance to train in these academies of course then with athletes from so many different places with coaches from all over 
I think people from India will definitely benefit. And I think the, in fact, the JSW Academy is probably built around similar line. Yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about the same thing when I when I looked at the academy, the JSW Academy. Yes, I think it would be very very helpful for India to to keep that uh, or an Indian club to keep that relationship with Aspire Academy, uh, because uh, I've seen how um, they have uh, they've had this relationship with the club with this club in Belgium, Open, and also a club in the Spanish second division or third division right now, Cultura Leonesa, and uh, another club in Austria. And they've had these clubs with players from 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 Qatar, and also some of the players who have uh, got scholarships to to play here in the Aspire Academy from Africa. For example, uh, Musa Wage, who played for uh, Barcelona, I think he's in he's at loan uh, now right now. But he played in the World Cup and he scored uh, for Senegal. He was the youngest African player to score in the World Cup, and he was uh, a Senegalese player who got a scholarship to to play at Aspire. And then he went to their their Belgian club, and then Barcelona picked him up from there. And Barcelona also picked up uh, Diawandu Diane from from the Belgian club, just like that. And then they loaned him out to I think they no, they didn't loan him out, they sold him to Odisha, or that's how he landed up in Odisha. Diawandu Diane, I don't know if he's still there in the squad right now at Odisha. So this is network, Odisha, is Odisha know, still there? Is Odisha still there? Is is there? Odisha. <laughs> is there? Because they keep changing their team's name and changing venues, so we don't know कि कल जमशेदपुर हो जाए कल अमेरट हो जाए क्या पता भाई आप हम तो बस हिस्ट्री बजा रहे हैं but sorry sorry for coming into my two bits of bakwas can I ask so, you I think it is time to bring proceedings for this afternoon to a close and I'm sure you have things to do as well Ahmed I I so just final... I just have one final yeah final thing is this this sorry हाँ okay, Sir, just uh, one final from an Indian perspective, Ahmed. Um, how much does style of play matter to you? Um, because उसके बारे में ना बहुत हम लोग हवा बनाते हैं कि ball नीचे रखना चाहिए. ये sir brought up Bob Houghton. I remember reminded me took me back to an interview I had to do as a young cub with Prafulla Patel, and uh, I had landed up at his house. And I said, sir, there is talks that you guys want to get rid of Bob Houghton. How are you doing that? This is one of India's most successful ever coaches. So he said, have you seen the football they play? The ball is always hit upper. We don't want that kind of style of play. And I'm sitting there judging the game, saying, what? I mean, he's getting you results. He's got you a regular team. So how much does it matter to you what sort of style of play the Indian team plays? Because there is one style of play you adopt versus a Qatar. And then, in the span of about five days, you change that to play versus a Bangladesh. How much does it matter to you? For me, first and foremost, it's it's about results. I would prefer a pragmatic coach, but uh, at the same time, I think if you're talking about a style of play, then we have to talk long term, right? We have to speak about uh, youth development and and having a proper system in place, whereby we can instill that philosophy from a young age, and uh, you know the technical director oversees that. you have a system in place for for the foreseeable future that's what was done in qatar so they had all these spanish coaches come in and they're drilling in that system from from you know 13 14 years old and then they get that uh, final product when they are uh, ready to come into the final national team we don't have or we haven't developed a similar kind of system there in uh, in india right in qatar all the club age group teams they're linked you know to aspire like they have the best players from those teams go and play at aspire so it's all linked together the ecosystem it works very well here so we need that 
to develop in india as well then only we can talk about you know a style of play or something as as of now i think results matter the most so i would i would prefer results right now we need that theek hai final comments guys sadhan bhai for the senior national for sure uh le- last question again from a um, not only indian but a south asian perspective ahmed bhai i was also there for the asian cup in 2011 when a lot of this infrastructure was being built and and uh, all these stadiums were of course then i think m- many of them were new stadiums uh, for for the for the asian cup which will now be repurposed for uh, the world cup and many of the people building those stadiums are from india bangladesh nepal and these countries and and we've seen reports of how many have died and how what kind of working conditions there are but much of that has uh, been addressed in the run up to the 22 uh, world cup how are things on the ground what can you tell us about you know those of us our people who are actually building the stadiums where the world will watch you know all all the big countries play the world cup Uh, next year i think uh, the situation with regards to you know labor rights worker rights uh, it was uh, very very dire i could i can say that with some confidence uh, back in 2010 when qatar won the bid and uh, i think that's a fact that even the authorities will confirm that they will also agree that it needed changes back then so with the scrutiny brought in by the world cup and uh, the spotlight brought in by the the awarding of the world cup uh, obviously there was a pressure on them to act and they have made changes over the past 10 years they've made some some significant changes i may i should say but there is still a very very long way to go before we are uh, you know we can say that uh, that the system here works fine you need the system to work fine you don't you cannot just make legislation and then say okay we've done this we've done that you need to make sure that enforcement is right and that awareness of of rights that's also there in the right place and that you know why, why when when you're talking about these workers uh, they come here in uh, in a state of uh, you know weakness in a state of vulnerability many of them take huge loans and then they come here and then they live their lives trying to paying paying that off you know so so we need to change the system and for that all the stakeholders have to work together i'm talking about the governments of india bangladesh nepal uh, human rights organization labor rights organization and also the government of qatar and, and the authorities here so it's it's a huge huge task but at least the spotlight brought about by the world cup has has you know started pushing things in that direction and i, I don't know if any sports event in the recent past have has done that you know and it's it's inadvertent obviously they did not expect it i don't think fifa obviously infantino and all will try to try to take credit for that but i know for a fact that nobody of the nobody in that elite class you know they wanted this or they expected this when they awarded the, the world cup to qatar but that's what's happening and the credit must go to uh, the people who have uh, voiced the concerns and uh, raised these issues with, with fifa and uh, have led to this point where some significant changes have been made but there is a huge, there's a long way to go because you could say that uh, because of the spotlight some of the world cup sites and the uh, the workers associated with those sites they are in a better condition with with compared to the rest of the the other workers and other uh, you know other areas not just construction because uh, yeah. you have vulnerable workers in many other fields as well so when you talk about worker rights it has to encompass all of them not just 
world cup construction workers right so yeah. it's there's a huge way to go but i think there is a will at this moment we need to see what happens after the world cup it has to continue has to be sustainable and uh, there has to be a popular support as well and support from the business community as well so it's it's a huge challenge i hope personally as as an indian living here i i hope that it goes through and uh, we can see a much better situation here sorted uh, jadeep sir anything before we say tata goodbye to everyone anything on what on indian team apna platform hai sir jo bolna hai aap khul ke bolo ab to kaam chal rahi hai ye to <laughs> i think all those uh, matlab as mr ahmed said it is results which matter yeah and all, i agree and that's uh, shape and system and uh, and 424 and 325 and 1234 and 55678 all this doesn't matter at all and for a team which is for it for a, for a, for a team which whose players mostly even in normal time don't even play 25 domestic matches it's a huge 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 task uh, ahead so no matter what you play and what kind of system you adopt and what kind of matlab uh, how how the players stand on the ground it's going to be a very big task especially mm-hmm. the first, first match and again we i as i as i said we can we can still expect india to come back with six points and we'll be very happy for that perfect uh, jadeep sir siddhant guys thank you for your time ahmed thank you so much for joining us man and giving us so many insights on uh, not just the qatari national team but the qatari football scene aspire academy and also the build up to the world cup man uh, it was lovely having you with us and ye hamara na kya hai ki before we say goodbye uh, the game is on the third and you know there are three games there so we hope you can join us uh, closer to the game as well um, not just for the qatar game but the bangladesh game and the afghanistan game whenever time permits and hopefully you can get on 420 and chat with us Thank you so much, man. Thank you for the opportunity, and hopefully we can meet again. Thank you. Yeah, now you said it on camera also, so now there's no <laughs> going back. This is called the trick. <laughs> Done. See, camera. It was really good to have you, man. Uh, and to everyone watching, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be putting it out on Spotify if audio is your thing. Uh, we'll be coming up on YouTube as well. I'll be sharing the links on Twitter and on Instagram. Do give us a follow on all these platforms if uh, you want to know what we're up to and when we're planning to do shows. Because we do come unannounced nowadays. We've changed it a little bit, so we give you like a 24-hour window before we come and do a show. So this was the Qatar team that we were talking about. We'll try doing one show on the Bangladesh team with someone who knows Bangladesh football, and the same for Afghanistan as well. And in case you're wondering where our India internationals are, Reddy Singh, you know, Ishwak Ahmed, oh, boy, they'll come, but they'll come closer to those games. So with them, boy, more football conversations will happen. But that's it for now, Ahmed. Siddhant and Jadeep sir thank you so much for your time guys thank you so much for watching another episode of 420 grams thank you